Hi, this is Brad, and welcome to another episode of Coffee for Closers. Uh, today is an audio podcast of a blog I wrote back in April uh, of this year, um, talking about you know why good recruiters and experienced recruiters uh, leave their agencies. And I, I wanted to kind of recycle this uh, because I, I think it's definitely becoming a lot more relevant. You know, there was a time of last year that there was really no incentive for in recruiters to kind of leave their, their current agencies, um, you know, and, and not because they were overly happy, but because there were really no better alternatives there, um, or at least they didn't know of, of better alternatives. So, you know, I, I think it comes down to, you know, why you stay or why you leave really is narrowed down into to a handful of, uh, of reasons. And I've, I've, I've put that into this, this blog uh, today. You know, I, I mean, just to reiterate some of the points in, in the blog, you know, the recruiting industry globally, I think everyone knows, you know, it's, you know, it's turned upside down just a few years ago because of COVID, right? And, you know, even before COVID, the industry was slowly headed in this direction anyway. And I think COVID just uh, helped speed it up. You know, just over a decade ago, right, the Wild West days of, you know, making hundreds of phone calls and hoarding information from any source possible started uh, changing. And, you know, the job of a recruiter went from, you know, having only a few channels to reach candidates into hundreds now, right, with the boom in social media channels and, and all of that. You know, phone calls, unfortunately, are almost a, a legacy tool now in recruiting, and they're being replaced with, you know, video calls, text messages, emoticons, line, you know, WhatsApp, all these things, social media posts, um, you know, to engage with, with candidates, right? Because it's just um, more than ever a, a candidate-driven market right now. So, And, you know, I've been involved with the, the recruiting industry on and off for, for, for 20 years, over 20 years now. And, you know, like many recruiters that come into this industry, you know, I had zero experience, um, but soon learned that, you know, how hard and, and competitive this industry can be. Uh, you know, my first ed- agency experience was was pretty bad, right? I mean, it was a pretty toxic environment um, with all sorts of interesting characters and infamous uh, people, you know, trying to get your information and, and, and one-up you and everything. Um, you know, something out of a, out of a movie line. I'm, I'm sure someday that, that we could make a a movie just on the Japan recruiting scene here. But, um, you know, I, I didn't last very long in that agency and because I, I just didn't want to be in that type of environment. And, I, you know, I, I thought this job really isn't for me. And, you know, unfortunately, that's what I, I see a lot of is like new recruiters that are starting out. Maybe they're in there for six months or a year or something. And, and they're not doing that badly, but they're they're kind of just floating, right? They're, they have no direction. They have no mentorship, um, no one's showing them the ropes, right? And and they think like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll just go back to my, my previous job or my previous industry or, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, right? Because I, I think, you know, recruiting is, is one, I think, one of the best jobs on the planet, right? And, you know, if you're in a bad environment where you're not being, you know, kind of mentored and, and, and coached and developed, then, um, yeah, you start to get like that, right? And and I think at any level, I think even at the at the senior level, that starts to happen sometimes, right? So, that was kind of the, the the purpose of this is really to put these points out there and kind of get people to to rethink, you know, why they should stay or why they should go from their their current agencies. Because again, I think the market is starting to pick up uh, quite a lot. I mean, I have been having conversations with uh, agencies uh, recently here in Japan that um, you know they're looking to grow and they they need the right type of person to grow and um, you know they're. All the agencies have kind of changed their mindset in the way they do, 
you know, their culture and everything, you know, with, with, with COVID and everything. So, you know, it's, it's worth reaching out to, you know, people that, you know, uh, at different agencies or reaching out to myself or, um, and, and just see what's there and, 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 you know, are they happy and what are they doing and what's it like? And, you know, does, does, does your recruiting style fit, you know, their, their model? And that's really something that you, you really need to think about as, as a recruiter, right, is, you know, it's not like, oh, well, which, which agency can give me a job, right? It's not about that. I think it's more about, you know, which agency can matches my recruiting style. And if your current agency fits that, then great, stay. Um, but if it doesn't or something's missing, then, you know, you should at least have conversations with, uh, with other agencies and see, you know, what works. Um, so that's really the, the point of this uh, podcast today and, 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 and kind of resurrecting the blog. I've, I've only been associated with the rec direct market for uh, maybe about five, five years or, or more. Um, and before that, I, I didn't really know there was a need for it. In Japan, it's definitely now uh, a big necessity, right? And I think, um, you know, recruiting agencies are no different than, than most other companies, right, when it comes to hiring with one major difference, right? I mean, the recruiting industry is, is one of the few industries where you can, you know, as a recruiter, you can choose how much money you want to make. You know, other than professional athletes or actors or stockbrokers and, you know, day traders, I, I can't think of another profession where you, you have limitless uh, financial possibilities, right? So, you know, you, you often see the, the, the job postings, right, from the salary ranges from five to 15 million, right? And it looks kind of silly, but actually it, it's achievable. But what many people don't realize is, is how hard it is, you know, to, to earn five million versus 15 million or 15 million versus five million. And the discipline and the strategy it takes to do that. But on top of that, the, how the organization is structured with their commissions and, and their development, their support and everything like that, right? So those are the things that I think you need to think about if you're trying to get into recruiting or, or even if you've been in this industry for a long time, right? Sometimes we, we get blinded um, as to uh, what else is possible and what else is out there. So, you know, I mean, th th this market is, is not getting uh, any easier and it, it's still it's still growing, right? And, and there are a lot of agencies, you know, as I mentioned, I've, I've been talking recently to, to quite a few agencies that are very well positioned in, in the market right now to, to grow and, and kind of shift. So th there are opportunities out there for, you know, recruiters, you know, people thinking about getting into recruiting with no experience, uh, as well as recruiters uh, that have been in this industry for, you know, decades, right? I, I think it's a ripe time now to kind of revisit that. So, yeah, I'm happy to have conversations with anyone uh, that's interested to, to chat. So here are my top five reasons why uh, recruiters want to leave an agency. Number one on the list is compensation schemes change, right? So when, when most agencies start out, uh, you know, they create a, a comp scheme that works for the short term <clears throat> or the medium term, but often not for the long term. So most uh, comp schemes are pretty simple, clear, and fair, uh, but they may outgrow their original purpose, right? So agencies often need to change their comp schemes because uh, of their manpower or preparing for a slow market or because their recruiters aren't performing as well uh, across the board. So their fundamental model shifted from an individual biller focus to maybe more of a team focusing billing or, or something like that. But, you know, for whatever reason, uh, that, that can be one of the main reasons why um, somebody is looking to leave. Number two on the list is, you know, leadership and management changes, right? So 
Um, this has happened a lot uh, here in the market, and you know it's 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 always gonna it's always gonna affect um, people's mindset. But you know it's probably the most common when a new leader or manager comes in and turns the environment into something they are not used to, or maybe something they're not so comfortable with. Um, you know it always happens, and it's not always a bad thing. Uh, but you know sometimes turning up the heat shakes the trees to to lose the leaves that that don't belong there, and that that's okay sometimes. Other times. You know, it's just a fundamental flaw in, in a culture shift. Um, in either case, this can lead to uh, a drop in retention, right? So third one is lack of support and development. This is probably one of the bigger ones that I see, um, especially with the, the people that are maybe on, on the junior level um, just getting started. But um, I also see it on, on the senior level, right, where they're just um, they're kind of ignored or, or passed on from the management or something, right? So it happens definitely at all levels. And it's very prevalent in many agencies, right? Especially the the, the boutique agencies, uh, as well as the large ones. But you know, boutique agencies need to hire the right kind of people uh, that that fit the culture, but are also self sufficient, right? And and usually, they do not have the the bandwidth to develop their own people. However, uh, I, I do worth work with some agencies that are very good at that, right? And there are a lot of agencies out there that do a really good job with helping people develop. And I, I think some of the bigger agencies out there, um, you know, they already have their system and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it might be kind of a cookie cutter approach or it's very um, micro in terms of uh, how the teams are, are structured. Right. But I think um, there are a lot of companies out there that are growing. And, and the reason they're growing is because they have a good uh, development structure in there. Right. But it is it is difficult. Right. When, when small to medium sized uh, agencies are growing and it, it's hard to develop everyone across the board. But that, that is one of the reasons. So if you don't nip that in the bud, especially with people working remotely, it's super difficult to, to develop people remotely. And um, this can be one of the, the big reasons that, you know, people are talking about this, uh, you know, quiet quitting and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's one of the factors that, that kind of plays into that. So that's number three. Number four on the list is really no opportunity to change industries. So, you know, both boutiques and large agencies often struggle with this, um, especially when, when teams specialize in, in certain sectors. Um, sometimes there's just no, it's not possible to change industries, right? Um, you have to specialize in that industry. But I, I have known a lot of uh, recruiters that, that do shift, right? I mean, it happened during Lehman and it happened uh, uh, even during COVID when, when people had to pivot and, and shift into different industries. But for me, you know, I, I've never really specialized, which is good and bad. But, you know, in terms of recruiting in general, it, it's, it's great. And it makes you a, a better recruiter in some cases, I think. And, you know, I often get motivated when a client asks for some way out in left field search, right? Um, the process never changes. For me, it's all, all the same. But many, many recruiters are, are reluctant to give up their relationships and hard work uh, to dive into something new. You know, and I can respect that, but uh, what I respect more are, are people who, who take the plunge into something new. And I, I have, you know, spoken to, to other recruiters that are, have done that. Um, you know, they've, they've shifted from one industry to the other, and they have to start up from, from scratch. That's not fun, but it is challenging, and, and the rewards can be huge, right? But I think that's when you can show your true colors is when you can uh, pivot like that and, and, and start from zero. And, and, and sometimes, you know, you might just take off. Sometimes you, you, you crash and burn, but it definitely refines your recruiting skills. But, you know, and not being able to specialize is not a, a deal breaker. I mean, I, I think it is one reason why that, you know, some people want to change, but it doesn't allow them. Um, sometimes they want to go to a different industry and change. I've seen it. Sometimes they want to just 
have a new environment and a, and a new industry. And, and, and sometimes that's uh, the reason why people go to another agency or leave is to start something else, start something fresh in a new environment. And then the, the fifth one I, I touched on a bit, which is, um, you know, from agency to in-house, right? And I often talk to agency recruiters that are, you know, just looking to get away from the agency and, and the revenue side of the business and more into an in-house model where they can, they can focus their attention on, on one client and one, issue, <clears throat> one mission. But, you know, many times moving over to an in-house role is often much harder than the agency side and can occasionally derail your career um, depending on, on the situation, right? And it's not always greener on the other side of the fence, right? So, you know, the, the market for experienced agency side recruiters is picking up. Um, so this is becoming more of a, of a lead factor uh, than it was before. You know, the, 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 the TA roles and these companies are trying to pluck people from, from the agency sides. But I think the important thing with, you know, if you are choosing to go in, in-house is that, you know, if you're doing well as, a, as an agency recruiter, right, I mean, you have to evaluate why you're, why you're doing well, right? Um, if your style doesn't match with uh, your commission scheme or your current company, maybe it is possible to, to, to shift over to a an internal TA role or something like that. But but you also need to understand that it's not uh, any easier. Um, and it's a totally different model in terms of, of commissions and, and, and those kind of things, and it, as well as communication and the workflow and everything. Um, so it's just something to consider. But uh, again, some people I think are ideal for, for in-house and some people I think often think they want to go in-house, but they're actually better agency side recruiters. So, so again, these are just some of the reasons, um, you know, I've experienced, you know, talking to people in the industry and, and why they're considering changes or why they're considering not changing, right? Because they're, they're happy where they are. You know, and I, I used to pitch roles and agencies with my rectorate candidates, and I, I've kind of moved away from pitching. I mean, it's, it's really more about redirecting people to what's available in the market, right? I mean, if, if this is your style and this is your, well, you should go talk to this person because you know, they're really starting to grow out or this is what they're about and this is what they allow their people to do, right? So <clears throat> it's not really trying to pitch them on, um, hey, you should join this, this, this company, this agency because, you know, they have a better commission scheme, right? It's not, it's not just about that, right? It's more about, it's more about just redirecting the, the conversation and, and, and getting them inside. I mean, that, that's what I've found is even with experienced recruiters is they're, they're really not evaluating their strong points and, and what they can bring to uh, a new agency or their existing one, right? I mean, sometimes we, we run out of mojo or something like that. And you just have to have a rethink. Uh, but sometimes it's it's because of the rut that you're in or it's the people you work with or the environment or something like that. Or, you know, maybe something's just totally broken, right? But in either case, um, you know, it's it's worth reaching out to, to other people and talking to them. Um, you know, there's no harm in networking with other recruiters. Uh, I think that used to be kind of taboo uh, before, but I think it's a lot more common now, which is good to see. You know, if anything, it's just, just chat somebody up from other agencies uh, to vent stress and, you know, share stories. Many times that's, that's all it takes, you know, to point you in the right direction to either say, yep, I, I should probably stay here and stick it out another few years or pack it up and, and, and move on to other greener pastures. So anyway, those were my top five uh, points uh, on, on, on the market right now. And like I said, the, the, one of the reasons I, I kind of resurrected this, this, this article is because it is. I mean, the, the market's starting to pick up again in the, in the rec-to-rec market. And, and 
Again, there are a lot of good agencies out there. There are a lot more options now. And a lot of agencies are open to, to consider people that maybe they didn't uh, a few years ago. So thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great content from Coffee for Closers.